Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's review Scott's team from our latest head-to-head points mock draft next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Tuesday, March 8th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White, who had the first overall pick in our latest head-to-head points mock draft. And of course, Scott, you selected Juan Soto. Let's start with your hitting. And to start your team, you've got Dalton Varsho at catcher, Josh Bell at first base, then Brandon Lau, Alex Bregman, and Bobby Witt to round out your infield, Hunter Renfro, Alex Kirilov, Juan Soto, and then CJ Crone as your outfield and your utility bat. How do you feel about these hitters? It's not the best I've ever done. Um, it's a 12-team league. It's worth pointing out. And it's also worth pointing out that in a points league, like I'd, I'd much rather be weak at hitter than at starting pitcher because the waiver wire is replete with hitters and, and with with only, gosh, what is it, 108 being started in the entire league in a given week. Uh, you, there are going to be players nobody saw coming emerging off the waiver wire. There are going to be just quality players constantly available on waiver. Like it, it's, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that in a head-to-head points format 12 teams are shallower you can put together your entire lineup off the waiver wire and still be competitive having said that beyond soto um i don't really feel like i have an especially bankable hitter my my second one drafted was alex bregman at the start of round five it was me playing to position scarcity and also this is bregman's preferred format he's such a great plate discipline guy he could be he could be a standout in this format but you know, I, I, I've I've left him no choice but to be <laughs> because he's my second best hitter. Uh, and then like at shortstop, Bobby Witt, I'm I'm relying on him to get called up at the start of the year and deliver right away, or else I'm picking up a shortstop off the waiver wire. Now again, there's probably some serviceable one out there. I'm not sure Brandon Crawford was drafted, and I could make do with him until Bobby Witt uh, gets called up. But it's not. Uh, I'm definitely this. This is definitely a lineup that's going to be have to be maintained throughout the year, as opposed to just plug and play. All right, Scott mentioned he wants to go after pitchers in this format, and that's exactly what he did. He has Sandy Alcantara and Julio Arias as his top two pitchers. Then Luis Castillo, Chris Sale, and Noah Syndergaard rounding out his rotation. He's got Ranger Suarez and Rysel Iglesias as his two relief pitchers. Ranger Suarez is a SPARP in a points league that's called a, uh, that is a starting pitcher as a relief pitcher. It's kind of a cheat code. And then Scott, you have a bunch of pitchers on your bench as well. Uh, Is this pitching staff good enough to justify the hitters that we mentioned earlier? See, I don't think it quite is. I would have, I would, if if there was a stronger number five than Noah Syndergaard, then okay. But everybody went aggressively after starting pitching in this league. And frankly, in a way I've never seen before. Um, so I don't think my pitching stand staff stand. I, I mean, certainly it stands out compared to some teams because obviously somebody had to get left out if everybody's piling on the pitching, but it's not like this. Whoa, 
look at this amazing pitching staff uh, that that I put together. And so what? I invested my second, third, fourth picks in starting pitchers. That was Arias, Alcantara, and Sale, respectively. I believe my sixth pick also was a starting pitcher, Luis Castillo. So four of my first six picks starting pitcher. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it is strong. I shouldn't need it. There won't be many weeks where I have to bench that top four. Barring injury, of course, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather be more overpowering than it is. All right, Scott, let's wrap this up with uh, your favorite pick of the draft. We were talking beforehand, and you told me it was Juan Soto. Do you actually have a favorite pick <laughs> outside of Juan Soto in this on the scene? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of joking. Really, I I mean, I don't love picking first overall because I I got part part of the issue with my lineup is picking at the end there, back to back picks, and then twenty plus picks in between. Uh, you have to anticipate what's going to happen next. And and one time I got it, it didn't work out for me is is the the branded Lau pick at the start of round seven. I looked and saw it was about five second basemen that were quality starters remaining versus I, I'm sorry, I think it was about three second basemen that were quality starters remaining versus about five shortstops. So I took Lau and and left a shortstop on the table. But then there was the shortstop run during the long wait in between. And when it got back to me, Jonathan India, second baseman, was still there, but Bobby Witt was the best shortstop. So I kind of had to reach on Witt after already reaching for Bregman a couple rounds earlier, not wanting to to settle for a scrubby third baseman. Um, so that's why I don't like picking on the end. I'm not sure the benefit of getting Juan Soto is worth it. That being said, favorite pick. I, I mean, look, at the end of round six, getting Luis Castillo, Luis Castillo, given how hard pitching was hit thereafter, I think that was absolutely the right move. I like the Ranger Suarez pick at the end of round eight, getting that spark, who, of course, I could slot at SP if I need to. It's definitely the format for that. Those would probably be my true favorite picks. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.